Dum Dum Away! Zero, zero, one, one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, one, zero, one, 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 Welcome to Screen Review Time Warp. I'm Tyson. I'm Andrew. And I'm Zach. And this is where we talk about the past, present, and future of all things TV and movies. And today, being a number five episode, mm. we have a guest with us. We do. Say hi. Hi. We have Matthew in with us, another one of Zach's friends. Mm. That's it. Yeah. yeah, we're running out of them soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, Andrew <laughs> reached, and I... He's reached his limit. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew and I don't have any friends. We, no, we know Zach. And we Zach are, has we other, are each other's friends. Yeah, <laughs> and Zach has other friends. And we're like, Zach... I'm well connected, what can I say? Well, th- that is true. That <laughs> I is very, frequently. That's very, very true. Very true. He's a connected social butterfly, mm-hmm. our young Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Matt's joining us today. We are going to be talking about the... Uh, highly anticipated 80s Steven Spielberg monumental work, Ready Player One. But before we get into that, let's go to the past. I'm going to start us off with a, uh, a movie from the 80s, mm. one of my all-time favourites, mm-hmm. The Transformers, the movie. And of course, I'm talking about the 1986 Transformers cartoon movie. Good. Have you guys seen it? I have. Yes. I can't say I have. Uh, Isn't the television series, sorry? Yeah. So it was after season two of the television series. They had four seasons. um, First one, second one. Then they had the movie in 1986. And then they had two more seasons Mm -hmm. after that. Um, This, for me, is a movie that I discovered a few years ago. I can watch this movie over and over and over. It doesn't matter if I'm... As an adult. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Okay. Mm. It doesn't matter if I'm happy, sad, hungry, sleepy. This movie <laughs> I will put on and it's always like, it's just, it's full of so many good characters that you know from the series and mm. from toys. And then it also, like, within one of the things that was actually very big about this movie is that they killed off, like, Big, most big names. Yes. Most Ooh, of the main characters very quickly. Big name characters. within the first 20 minutes kind yeah. of thing. Back in the day, yep. setting, setting benchmarks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight away, it's like, oh, you know, so it's, it's set slightly, um, uh, it's not immediately carrying on from the second season. So there's, there's been a bit of development, which they fill you in on. And the next thing, like Ironhide's dead. They have a lot of people that just, you know what? Like, like Admiral Akbar in Star Wars Episode Eight, where it's just like, Akbar's dead. You're like what? Yeah, <laughs> just glancing just, like, over off screen death. Just yeah, like, yeah. like at this, like there's this one scene where the Decepticons at the start bust into the Autobot cruiser and they kill like six big name characters in one hit. Yeah. Oh no! In fact, there's one scene where they're just like dragging the bodies and there are two main characters. They don't even get an on-screen death. You just see their dead bodies, <laughs> and you're like, what's going on? But uh, brings in a lot of new characters. Also mm. introduces Rodimus Prime, mm. um, and that scene at the end where Hot Rod, who turns into Rodimus Prime, has the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. Mm. And was it Stan, Stan Bush who, yeah. with his Stan hit Bush. song, You've Got the Touch, oh, that's wow. playing. And, oh, oh. It's quite a surreal. It's emotional, thing. guys. It's, it's I emotional. have no context to this. Oh. A smile on your face. Matt, you have to see. It's, <laughs> and specifically that scene. That is yeah. the scene that I, I add it to my watch list. Every time where I'm just like, oh, this movie. And it's the, so good. And the very abrupt and out of nowhere swear word that comes into this cartoon. Yes. Yes. Actually, no, I think I've heard that referenced in pop culture. Yeah. Yes. It's, it was like a PG movie, no no warning or whatever, and then suddenly... It's Transformers um, as well. Yeah. yeah, Transformers, which is just like... it's. Let's be honest, Transformers is a giant advertisement for toys. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, huge. That's what it is. 
And then there's this S-bomb that drops and you're just like, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, all these kids suddenly have this swear word come up and like screen. You're just like, ooh, ooh, oh dear. Better than their vocabulary. That's it. And it's not even like one of the humans does it. It's like one of the no, no, it, no. It is. It's it's the oh, human character. No, no. Nah, it's um, uh, Spike Witwicky, um, who is Witwicky. Yeah, Shia's yeah, is... dad. <laughs> <laughs> there was only ever one Transformers movie. Thank you very much. It was made in 1986. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, nah, fair is fair. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no. It's when he's when they're escaping because the premise of the movie is that there is a giant planet-sized. Uh, Transformer called Unicron and at the start of the movie it attacks another planet and it consumes the entire planet mm. and that's how it gets its energy and it's going along and it eventually like it, it tries to attack uh, the Autobot planet oh sorry the Transformers planet and yeah it's them trying to stop it and some of them end up inside it and have to battle their way out and... voiced by Orson Welles as yes well. in fact it was Orson Welles last um, movie credit ever because you also had, um, who was Leonard Nimoy? Yes. Was the okay? Leonard. I'm looking this up. I need a. This yeah. is What? He Leonard Nimoy was the voice of Galvatron, yep. which mm-hmm. is what Megatron turns into. Yep. Um, and Leonard Nimoy actually had to voice some of the lines of Unicron because Orson Welles died partway through uh-uh. the uh-huh. voicing. But yeah, amazing. It, amazing. it is. It is a feel-good movie. It is positive from start to finish. It is suitable for little kids of all ages. Aside from aside from that, aside one. From aside the one, from that one swear. Although I believe you can actually, I think that there is, is a version with it out. There is a version where yeah. it literally is the exact same audio track, but they cut that one word out. Yeah. The fans look at it like like the prequels. They're like, nah, it's it was should be this, shouldn't have been this, edited. Yeah, this is everything <laughs> it was a Transformers ball. movie is. Yeah, definitely, and should be. Wow. Everything yeah. you know and love about it. High energy, great 80s soundtrack. Mm, yeah. G1 animation style. Yeah, Peter right. Carlin is Optimus Prime. Oh, I mean, it's so good. Can't go wrong. <laughs> so, so good. Highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it mm. and you're a fan of having fun, <laughs> then definitely give it a go. That's it. Fun. That is The Transformers, the movie, Beyond Good, Beyond Evil, Beyond Your Wildest Imagination. 1986. 1986. A whole year before I was born. There you go. Mm, wow. You're we all dating yourself, Andrew. I was going to say, we all know how old Andrew is now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, huh? Not a secret. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> well, uh, next cab off the rack. Off mm. the rank, even. Off the rack? rack. Off the rack. <laughs> I just have my, all my cabs just hanging up in a rack up back there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Zach, what are you bringing from the past? Not quite 80s. It's no. quite, a bit, quite a bit newer than that. Yeah. What have you got for us? 2002. So this Whoa. is Minority Report, which is chosen... I mean, chosen Love because it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, mm. So, as I said, directed by Steven Spielberg, oh, starring the one, the only Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> yep. Colin, it's also starring Colin Farrell, um, Vax von Sindow, um, and it's also written by Scott Frank mm. who and John Cohen, no relation to the Cohen brothers, but Scott Frank wrote Logan, fun fact, and The Wolverine. Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's also based off a story by Philip K. Dick, yeah, the, uh, the author. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I banked on the fact that you were pointing of it course, out. Of course, of course, yep. He's <laughs> so, the, the same author who wrote um, the story that turned into Total Recall, mm-hmm. the story that turned into Blade Runner yes. as well. Yes. Carry on, sorry. Synopsis is as follows. In a future where special poli- where a special police unit is able to arrest murderers before they commit their crimes, an officer from that unit, Tom Cruise, is himself accused of a future murder. Mm. So essentially, in the future, we have this thing called pre-crime, where basically um, this whole, using three kind of people called precogs, um, people can, or the, 
this police unit can stop murders from murders um, or whatever kind of crime from happening before it actually happens. Um, That's right. Yes, they kind of use this technology to kind of like swipe through, um, look through kind of footage of what is going to happen. Um, One thing I liked about this film is the setting. Even though it is a sci-fi, it's Mm. very much like a grounded sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Minus the kind of pre-cog humans who can, you know, like Like look into the future. future, Exactly. But minus that, it's very very grounded, very kind of realistic, very much a... It it doesn't seem set too far in the future it's no. still quite believable yeah even all the technology on. good yeah. sci-fi yeah mm. like like the just and... just that, that that's yeah. actually a hallmark of philip k dick's right i don't know if you've read much of his stuff but his his sci-fi is very like it's slightly in the future mm. and you know like you can you it's relatable there is it's feasible exactly yes exactly it's feasible it's something that you can see you're like yeah i can see that this happened that this could happen in this way and this mm. it's not a really far-fetched kind of um, idea but anyway sorry carry mm. on. and what's cool this movie has a real emphasis on how dirty this kind of whole world is and yeah. not as in like oh there's you know there's rubbish here rubbish here um more in kind of like seedy type things like yeah. you've got throughout the whole film there's this kind of muted kind of color tone to it muted color correction visible and kind of flashbacks and um flashbacks and kind of present day scenes but also the when there's kind of like white kind of objects on the screen, whether that be like a desk or something, they just glow tremendously, giving this kind of very kind of sci-fi feel. Also, mm. the muted mean it's also a bit of a dystopian kind of more gritty type-esque world. Um, also, what I love about this is its use of CGI in this film. I think it's great. Being because... I, I can't even remember the CGI in this. Yeah. Like it's... Which is kind of what my point is. Yeah. This film isn't built around CGI. Mm. Um, he, Spielberg isn't filming shots um around cgi he's including the cgi in it in it yeah for an example at the very start of the movie we have this wide shot of um a kid on a merry-go-round mm. and then tom cruise and his unit come to frame um pan up and there's this kind of ship um which has dropped them off type thing yeah like beautiful like just a good example of it's not, inserted yeah it's certain not yeah. based around that whole yeah shot like it's no. not based around that ship it's mm. you're in a park and that's just been put in exactly yeah, yeah which is yeah, Spielberg doing his thing. Mm. Um, and I just think, above all else, um, this film is just f- engaging yeah. um, from a, um, what am I, intellectual point of view, yeah. um, figuring out um, where this is going to go if he's yeah. a murderer who did it. That was probably one of the cool scenes is where he's mm. the detective who, you know, he sees what the precogs show. Mm. Then he has to figure out what he's looking for to get there in time yeah. and stop it. And then he sees his own crime mm. portraying in front of him and he's, Trying to break it down as well, but also panicking at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's very in the audience's favour. Yeah. Um, you know, you're finding out how, like, as Tom Cruise is. Yeah. Um, That's actually one thing that I that was good about this, because obviously you've got this idea that there's the precogs that can... Because the precogs are actually... Three What people. is it in the thing? They are... Two, they're, two males and one female. Oh, yeah, yeah no, sorry. Yeah. They, um, they're children from drug addicts, yes, and it was then realised that the visions they were having weren't just like trauma they were actually visions of the future of things in the future um but then of course even though they can see the future it doesn't mean that as you were saying zach Mm. they can't like it's not stopped Mm. like you know tom cruise and his units still have to work out how to get there and stop it in time in fact i think it's even the opening scene where they stop a murder by only like Half a second or they a do. second or something. Such a good opening scene. Oh, yeah. very, very and it, good. And it honestly explains all you need to know about the film, the major mm. conflict, um, the world, and it's not in a massive expository dump. Yep. It's you finding out as it happens. Yeah. 
Um, and it's also just good fun as well, mm. which is Spielberg. His films yeah. are just great action mm. scenes, which I would dive into Ready Player One. Um, yeah. And it's just engaging from moment to moment. Yeah. So, really enjoy you it. You have sold me. I've actually not seen this. What? Really? Wow. It's, oh. it's one of those movies where it wasn't... You know, that classic from the 80s or 90s, mm. it was a naughties film. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. slipped under me being an adolescent. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard mm. it in pop culture mm. and stuff like that, but mind blown. Yeah. It sounds awesome. Do, do yeah. It's it, really, it's really it's very, very clever sci-fi. What yeah. year was it? 2002. 2002. Yeah. 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 But there's also good, good depth to the characters yes, as well. Yes, yeah. definitely. There's, Tom Cruise is great in this film. Yeah. All the acting was really good in this And film. very, very puzzling. And, and I think as well, Zach, as you were saying, like it, it has that that element of puzzle that carries it the whole way through and even right up to the end, you're kind of like, well, how, like, mm. not giving too much away, but obviously there is there is a cover-up that happens mm. yeah. and how do you cover something up when the future can be seen? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it's, oh, it's, so good. it's very, very well done. Do you guys know that actually they made a TV series about this? I, I I've just looked no. that up, looking I, up the show, Minority Port TV series. Yeah, yeah. it was made in um, 2015... I remember seeing the trailer for this and thinking that it looked amazing, um, but then didn't see anything else. Did, have you guys ever seen it? Any no, of the episodes? No, I saw I'd, trailers. I didn't I was, even know they did that. One yeah. season, I think it's, 10 episodes. I was going to say, it's, yeah. it's by Fox, isn't it? So my um, hopes already weren't yes. too high. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they probably cancelled it before it was yeah. even aired. It's just classic <laughs> Fox. So, you know. yep. um, but it was, actually, it was interesting because it was focusing on one of the precogs. So the <laughs> idea is that the, oh. the... I think... Now, I might have this slightly wrong, but I think from memory... The program had been shut down, mm. and the precogs had been basically released, but they still obviously had all these visions and yeah, everything. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, focusing around one of them and trying to. I think, yeah, I think there might have been some like they were trying to get them back or something. But yeah, yeah. It, it looked really interesting, yeah. but yeah, just didn't didn't <laughs> go anywhere, unfortunately. Man, yep. I hate when you find something that sounds really cool and you're like, man. This is awesome. Yeah. It was cancelled two years ago. Yep. <laughs> wow. Like, like everyone who ever discovers Firefly now. Yeah, true. And they're like, this is amazing. I've and held off from discovering it because I knew there would be disappointment. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. It is just disappointment because it's so good. But anyway. Is that the one that just like cuts off abruptly? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The, the final episode is just, okay, and there's nothing else. Oh. Source spot. What a ah. shame. What a shame. <laughs> yep. So that's my report. Hit it up mm. on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Is it? Yeah. Sure. Ooh, I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah. It's yeah. Bosh. There we go. Okay. Well, um... We've had one from the 80s. We've had one from Spielberg. Mm. We are now moving on to a sequel from the 80s. Mm. Matt, mm, what yes. are you bringing, bringing to the table? I am bringing Tron Legacy to the table. Mm -hmm. Sorry. 2010. Sequel yeah, to 11. the... Um, no, 2010. Is it? Yes, yes. Yeah, 2010. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I've got it written down I, here. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Can you remember when the original was released? I actually, 1980. 1982. Yes, got it right two. here. 1982. Anyway, <clears throat> the original was... Uh, it was focused around Jeff Bridges and he... Yes, Kevin Flynn. Yeah, that's right. He yeah. gets um, transported into a computer system in the original one. They mm -hmm. have this. Didn't he work for the company? He yes. did. He worked for the company and he owned an arcade. And what happened is that he needed to go in to do something, and there was a laser that digitized real matter. Yep. And as he's sitting at the computer and blah blah, blah he gets shot by this laser, and he gets um, transported into the uh, into the computer itself, mm. um, and then what he discovers inside in the original Tron is that um, programs are actually people. Yeah. And that the, uh, like, circuits and that were, like, yeah, freeways and um, roadways and, you know, bits mm. of data would move through as, like, and it was, like, this real-world um, application and then what it meant for him because then it was also 
kind of constructed almost like a around a religious bent yeah. of where mm-hmm. they like mm-hmm. the programs believed in the users and yeah. they were the like they were essentially like a god. Yeah. Um but then yeah, then they then they came back what 28 years later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So with Tron Legacy. Yeah. So the reason why the sequel came to is cuz the cult falling that developed quite later on for Tron. Yeah. And Disney went cash grab. Cash grab. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it focuses on Sam Flynn, which is Jeff Bridges' character from the original, Kevin Flynn. Um, Kevin, Kevin Flynn's gone into the world of Tron and he's just disappeared for yeah. years. He's yeah. not come back yet. No. And then, uh, yeah, Sam's trying to find him. He gets a... So Sam is his son. Sam yep. is yeah. his son. Yeah. Yep. And so he gets a... A... Page? Yeah, page Alan Alan yeah. Bradley. Yeah, Bruce Boxelena. Is that his name? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. He gets a page, a page, <laughs> um, saying from Kevin Flynn's old pager, mm. and so he goes to Kevin's arcade, goes mm-hmm. underground, mm-hmm. and he gets sent to the world. And mm. it's a, it's a kind of like fish out of water in a new world mm. kind of thing. Trying to find mm. find his dad. Yeah, yeah, and they need to get out. Mm. Find his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had no clue about the prequel, uh, prequel, the first one. I had no context when this movie came, movie came out. My only context was, uh, it Have was you- featured in Kingdom Hearts, the video oh, game. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite Why? a throwback. <laughs> it was a world in there and I'm like, what is this? So had you seen the original when you saw the- I had not. Re- have you seen the original now? I have. Ah. What'd you think to the original? The hard swallowing. Had, yeah. It's like when it's you hard. play a really Difficult. old game. I had to censor yeah. some, uh. Cynicism. But that, yeah, no, yeah. I enjoyed it. And yeah, the Tron Legacy just, it was so many things just grabbed my attention. Mm-hmm. Daft Punk doing the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Huge Daft Punk fan. The score of Tron Legacy is one of my favorites it's of fantastic. all time. Yeah, it it's a brilliant mix of um, symphony and electronic. Yes. Yeah. Really good. Yes. Um, and yeah, the, the kind of like going to a different world, it's very like. Um, it was very just like unique the the aesthetics of it the whole dark and ev- all the glowing mm. lights on the mm. on the costumes I actually read that the costumes they the lights on the on the clothing isn't like done in post it's actually like led stripes yeah, on all the costumes the, yeah. yeah oh really like and led they, runners the whole way yeah, down Sweet. and they have to have a battery pack on them and the battery only lasts 12 minutes and they 12 kept, minutes yes yeah, so they had to turn it off it immediately turn it on when the scene was being Back filmed, and then turn it off. Yeah, wow. and they were thin, and they would break. And, wow. and I think one of the bike riders, one of the light cycles, is it light yep. cycles? Yeah, light yeah, cycles. Yeah. Um, one of their costumes could cost sixty thousand dollars. Wow! And it's just like just do it in post, guys. Yeah, <laughs> but because it's not done in post, some of the scenes just look really good, oh, and yeah. yep. the lighting is amazing. Yeah, the whole movie mm. just tickles me yeah it's it, the cg still holds up today I yeah mean. um one one thing that a lot of people will bring up is jeff bridges's face because mm. oh, he has yeah. to be yes. de-aged yeah. Yeah. yeah so in in tron legacy you've got jeff bridges as kevin flynn who's old mm-hmm. but then also there was a program that called he created clue called clue yeah which was built in his own image his yes own image. but and even so at but the start back in the 80s even yeah. started the film when he's saying goodbye to his son Yes, it was a bit of a reveal. You you couldn't see his face in that whole scene until Mm. the very end, and he turns around. And so some people will be like, whoa, whoa, he's 
young. And then some people will be like, oh, that looks... It was yeah. creepy. I'm going to put it... I really thought it was really off-putting. So that's like that Uncanny Valley type thing? Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was one of... Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was one of the first films where they did do... A, like, the main, so, one of the main characters was with de-aged. Mm, de-aged. So it wasn't... Yeah. It's not the normal... I think it might have been a bit of both, but it wasn't the normal kind of dots on a face type thing. They yeah. actually stuck a helmet on him and Ew. shot four precise... Like, to get his face and, yeah. like, get every nuance. They shot, like, four lasers at his face to like map out his face it was really really it sounds wow. really advanced mm, yeah Gosh. but it it holds up it holds up like as a kind of proof of concept but it <laughs> does look weird it looks yeah, really weird look especially weird. when a scene cuts like it's very cgi you're looking at his face like, and yes, then it yeah. looks at an old face and you're yep. like oh wow yeah no it it does I, look out i it's think very thing, smooth <laughs> yeah, very yeah. Smooth. <laughs> and the hair is the other one his yeah. hair doesn't flow properly like, I remember yeah. in, the, in the reveal, the first time you meet Clue, his helmet kind of, like, comes back, and the, mm. his hair just kind of, like, it slowly, does. it just shifts out from behind yeah. him. It doesn't <laughs> flow. It just, like, poof, appear. Yeah. <laughs> I, but when I do watch it, I notice that what they could do and what they did do was impressive, nonetheless. Oh, mm. yeah. Because it's, it's on... The, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, that was actually one of the big things of the original Tron as well. There was a lot of Disney animators that refused to work on it mm. because they were afraid that their traditional 2D animation was going to be put out mm. by this computer animation, which mm. obviously eventually was correct, but... Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a yes and no. Yes yeah. and no. There's yeah. been a big resurgence of 2D and, yeah. and hand yeah, and things like that. In saying that, the the CG was... It, it was really Stunning. unique. They had yeah. some really mm. cool, like, like when characters got de-resed, when the programs oh, got... Yeah deleted kind of yeah, destroyed yes. and they kind of went into little cubes like yeah, they got pixelized yeah. it was awesome so good and it, they were able to realize the world so much more yeah i mean it helps when you release the sequel like 20 yeah. what years, yeah. later. years later and technology's yeah. advanced but it was just yeah you're right visually yeah. it is stunning yeah, yeah. absolutely stunning my, so when i my context was kingdom hearts mm. and what it looked like when he does get shot by that that uh that laser goes into the world yeah. and it's all dark and when he runs outside and one of the big ships, the iconic yes, ships, comes yeah. there and it's just, oh. And when Daft Punk's like soundtrack starts thumping in. Yeah, that one. So good. So um, good. I'm actually just quickly looking at it now. It's only got a 6.8 out of 10 yeah, on so, IMDb. So that's the thing, right? Is that everyone loved it for its like visual effects, the production and everything, the soundtrack, but they hated, criticized the crap out of character development and plot and stuff like that. Mm. And really? I can see... Kind of. Yeah, I can see where they're coming from. I really from think there. sometimes when, when I get shows like that, I go, I wish there was maybe one of these high, produc- high production TV series, like flesh mm. out the world a bit. Mm. There has been a lot of talk about doing another Tron. Um, they, they were going to do another Tron. Yeah, and they brought out, they had a... Um, I think that was what the game became. Yeah, they, so they did have a game yeah. that continued on. Yeah, I think like part of the script for the second one where they didn't go ahead might have become the game or, or components of it. Okay. I'm just, um, I'm, I've just quickly had a look now on our, our faithful IMDb. Mm-hmm. Last updated, 2nd of September 2017, Tron 3 has a writer and a star attached to it. Ooh, mm-hmm. It got cancelled though by Disney. It ha- and that's been since September last year? Yep. Uh, okay. Last have I heard because um, basically they thought it wasn't going to make a profit. No. Um, so there's been various petitions online. Fans I'm hoping and... more people like, so when Blade Runner, mm. 2048, 2049, 49, 49 whoops. Yep. <laughs> um, 
that was amazing, stunning film. Yeah. But it was a commercial flop, I think. It was. It was. was it really? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I want more. <laughs> of course, there's no incentive to do it because it's mm. a commercial flop. But I want someone to do that with Tron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone who's passionate about yeah. it, pick it up. Mm. A lot of money, so the production quality is good. Mm. And just don't worry about the. Yeah. Which is I just don't... It's too much to ask. But yeah. like, would you rather have someone do it really well or have, go like, we really want to do this and get underfunded and then turn into something average? Good point. Yeah. See, I, I'm always mm. wary about how much, how much we wish for sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, um, yes. Like, yes. case in point, well, I mean, I don't think anyone wished for this, but Indiana Jones 4 is a great yeah, example of things example. not going very well. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, same director was going to come back, Joseph. I can't pronounce his last oh, name. Oh, yeah. So, Joseph Con- Legacy. Yes, Kosin. from Legacy. Yeah, yeah. into Tron Kaninsky? 3. Yeah. He's the director of my film. Yep, oh, and I love go. that. I think he's done like only a couple Actually, things. Yes, I remember yeah, this has, now, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of your, mm-hmm. your past, Nathan Andrew. Film. Yep, your film. You've got, <laughs> let's see, you've got um, Tom Cruise from one of our movies. You've got mm. the director from another one of our <laughs> movies. <laughs> I didn't is even plan a tra- this. Is there a Transformer involved somewhere? <laughs> or? Um, Probably not. <laughs> no. What, what no. are you bringing for us today? I'm bringing the movie Oblivion. Yes. Oblivion. From 2013. Now, I've just been reading over the synopsis on IMDb, and it doesn't do it any justice. It's about really what vague. Actually, yeah. yeah. So, okay, well, tell me this then. So, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to go and see this movie. Yes. I didn't get around to it. Sell it to me now. Go. What's this movie about? I'm on the spot now. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> uh, literally, it looks at Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise, they tell you straight away, his mind has been wiped to protect his mission on Earth. Okay. And then he briefly touches on that there was an invasion. The first thing they did was destroy the moon, which sent the Earth into chaos with tidal waves and tsunamis and earthquakes and everything like that. So you're looking okay. at a world Because of an alien invasion, wasn't it? Yeah, alien yeah. invasion. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And you can tell that the world is in total and utter chaos mm. and it's been destroyed more or less. Yep. And he's there now on behalf of the new Earth people that live up in the sky. But yep. it's, it's not... Sorry, not the new people that live up in the sky. It's... um. Humanity has moved on, and he's there to protect these drones that are helping drain the ocean to create energy for them. And that's, that's gotcha. the story that you go on from no, that. Oh, is it, no, I think there's... Isn't it I like literally they, watched it yesterday. So. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought it was yeah. terraforming, and that gave it away. If the, uh, no, no, so no. They, what they're doing is you, there's these big machines over yeah, the, the ocean sucking the water out, mm-hmm. and it's creating energy, and, yep. that, and he believes that's the energy being taken to yeah, them yeah, to yeah. move on somewhere else. Ah, uh, so he... And then he starts to challenge why he's there, and mm. there's a few things going on that he's just like, this is just wrong. Like, there's things that are weird. Mm. It just doesn't match up. He even says quite a lot throughout the movie, like, this is still my home. I feel that this is still my home. Mm. I don't want to yeah, okay. go anywhere else. How, how far in the future is it set? Uh, a long time in the future. Okay. Yeah, All right. So it's not like... The, yeah. It's not... Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, so from there, he kind of just starts doing these all his own little thing, but then things start to go wrong. Mm. So he's like a um, a fixer. So they have these drones that protect these big water machines, and these machine machines start going missing. Sure. Michonne, <laughs> these machines start going missing, and he's um, he's having to chase them down. But then he realizes that these creatures, inverted commas, mm-hmm. have um, taken one of them aside and tried to lay a trap for him, mm. not for anything else, but to grab hold of him because they've been watching him. Okay. With certain things that he's been doing. Yeah. Somebody's watching. Oh, man. (laughs) Absolutely enjoy that film. Yeah, it is so good. And then, obviously, as the plot thickens, you realize that he has been captured and 
I'm going to go into spoilers because there's no other way to yeah, yeah. sell on. this without Straight going into on. spoilers. Go Get into it. He um, he's been cloned because he was actually part of a space mission. Ooh. And um, the plot thickens. The plot thickens, and his wife was actually with him on the space mission. <gasps> and he sends the sleeping capsules away because they're getting dragged closer to the ship that's appeared in Earth's atmosphere. Man, there's yeah, so much like foreshadowing and like yeah. when you watch it again you're just like when it oh, starts you're just oh. like okay this is a cool movie and da, da, da. but then it like starts hitting it all these other yeah. things and it's one of those when it's yeah. revealed you just go yeah when it gets yeah. properly revealed you're like holy moly yeah you're just blown yeah. blown away by how so he... you find out yeah he's a clone and no matter what he's always going to be replaced mm. and he go they're always told never to go outside the perimeter because of the radioactiveness outside of there so but then eventually he goes out and then he sees another version of himself in that sector no, yeah, it's, uh, it's that is he sees himself. That is the kind of like, whoa, whoa yeah, what, what? Because his sector's like forty-seven, then he somehow travels into sector fifty-two, and he meets yeah. the Tom Cruise from and sector it's fifty-two. Identical cost, uh, like uh, costume his gear and everything, yeah. but his number, the Numbers, section is yeah. on his he's, shoulder, and you yeah. go, oh, yeah, yeah. So, ooh, that's reminds There's, me very much of Moon. Yes, that um, the yes. one with Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey. Yeah, and they tell you straight away at the start, like they've only got two weeks left, and then they get to go with everyone else to the other planet. So it's kind of like uh, this. Yeah, like, yep. Every they just kind of cycle through the clones. Yep. yep. So they always there's always an incentive to keep working hard because they're going home and swapping. Wow, out. This, yeah. this is very, yeah. very much like the way they own. label it is an action adventure mystery. And it's mm. definitely a mystery. It definitely mm. keeps you going all the way to the end. I was going to say, it's, I felt like, I liked the film, mm. um, but I felt like the pacing was a bit slow. No, I didn't, that I didn't been, feel that. It, it okay. is a two-hour yeah. film. It yeah. is. I mean, but I mean, I did watch this when I was, I think, what, 14 or 13? Watch definitely, it now that you're Definitely older. watch it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch it again. The cinematography, yeah. some of the shots and stuff. Well, is, it's, it's like what you were saying before. They've shot it and then added the CGI in. So, like, the landscapes and everything are all real landscapes, but then they put, like, the Eiffel Tower mm. that's buried under dirt, you know, and yeah, you really some just of those see the shots top of it and like... stuff like that. Yeah. Mm, okay. So it's very well shot. Mm, interesting. See it. That's it. What I say? Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman. Yes, I remember Morgan that from Freeman. the trailer because yeah. he... Even though he doesn't have as much screen time as Tom very Cruise, little. but he still gets second billing. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, well, yep. That's how you get it in, uh, in Hollywood. Okay. So, that is... That's us for the past. Mm. Done now. We are mm. moving on to... Uh, what I have claimed a number of times in previous episodes, one of my most anticipated movies of 2018. And I was so excited. We are looking yeah, at so was I. Ready Player One. <laughs> Ready Player One has just released in cinemas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only, gosh, th- two, three days ago, as of when we are recording this now. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, first of all, now, um, I have read the book. Okay. Andrew, you've mentioned on previous episodes that you have listened to it twice, the audio book. Yep. Uh, Matt, you said that you've also read the book, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. But it has been it was a while ago. It was a while ago. So it was a good couple of years after the book had come out. Yeah. I'd finally got onto it and I don't read books, but I adored it. Yeah. Couldn't mm-hmm. put it down. Oh yeah. Okay. Now Zach, you haven't read the book, have no. you? No. No. I have not. I want to start with you, Zach. Yep. <laughs> Thoughts. Ready player one. Let's what I'll go. do, I'll just introduce the cast and the writers and whatnot. Yep. Please um do. so it's directed by Steven Spielberg, as we have already um stated so mm-hmm. it's starring ty sheridan um he is basically the main character also starring olivia cook ben mendelson is the villain um tj miller um that's kind of the rounded cast essentially and it's written by zach penn um and 
what's his name, Ernest Clyde? Ernest Klein, the who, guy who Klein. actually who wrote the Ernest novel. Clyde. Yeah, he wrote yeah. the book, yeah. Um, how do I feel about this? Actually, here's a synopsis. When the creator of a virtual reality world called The Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will give him, or which will give the final his fortune. Okay. I thought this was very entertaining. I, th- I really enjoyed when I was there watching it. Really enjoyed kind of every second of it. I when I think about this, I feel like it's a classic eighty Steven Spielberg flick where it's all about it's all out on adventure. Think like Indiana Jones, the Goonies type thing. All the whole all of his original there. stuff, yeah, yeah. All of his like a good blockbuster. You go yep. there, you're entertained. You go home, you think about it like, oh, I want to see that again. Um, I'll admit the story is simple, um, and there's not a lot of depth to it. Um, but I still had a really good time. Um. And that was even, um, what's the right word, multiplied by the fact that I love po- everything pop culture. Yeah. So the whole time I'm like, oh, there's that guy. Oh, there's that character. Oh, oh, oh. That's so the thing. The skeleton around the whole premise is that the the o- the creator of the Oasis, um, it's meant it's it's touched on a little bit in the movie, but it's mentioned quite specifically in the book that mm. he that he's essentially has uh, Asperger's, um, and he's obsessed with eighties culture. He grew up in that time. All the games, all the movies, all the characters, everything like that. So the entire the entirety of the Oasis is filled with eighties style yep. pop culture and things like that. So yeah, Zach, I agree with you. Like the eighties references in this are even the they now are thick pop and fast. Yes, well. even yeah, even the yeah. more current ones, thick and fast, and they are so so nice yeah. every time yeah. they come up. Yeah, it's just it's just gratifying. Mm. Yeah. Like we'll obviously get more out of this than the mainstream average viewer, mm. which is like. which yeah. is in, yeah. I'm, I want to touch on that as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, so you you liked it? I did. I liked it. Again, yep. it's not story simple. It's not the like. It's not the most philosophical film. It's not changing, revolutionising anything about filmmaking. I just think it's a good, entertaining film. Go, I'll watch it again when it good comes out. Good old romp. It is a good. It's a good blockbuster. There you go. <laughs> All right, Matt. I want to go with you now because I I want to know what you think of it, given that it's been quite a while since you've read, read the, the book. Yeah. Um, so, also, spoiler free at the moment. We'll, we'll spoil- stick spoiler right. free at the moment. So, I so when I first read the book, yeah, um, I'd found out that not long after I'd read the book, like within a month, I heard that it was announced to be a movie, and I just went, "Oh boy, oh boy!" Got really excited. <laughs> um, then I think I think Ernest Klein's second book came out, and that was instantly picked up. So he's he's gone places. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah. I. I went in, saw it. The initial start of the movie, I felt was going at breakneck speed. A breakneck speed. I was just, I was a bit like caught, caught off guard. Actually, sorry, that's a yeah, no, sorry, keep going, sorry. Yep. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's um, one thing that I was interested to see is like how many references they could keep that the book references mm. and what they would replace it with. So I noticed a lot, a lot of. Way more video game references. Yeah. Lots of modern ones as well, which is understandable. It's being marketed in 2018. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like lots of game studios, it, they don't have to fight with movie studios, so they're just like, hey, take our image, do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Free other, advertising, essentially. Yeah. But, yeah, the pacing was a bit weird. It was it was felt really quick at the, at the start, mm. slowed down in the middle, and then I think the... Rushed at the end? Yeah, that third, the third key just went... It was just like, oh, they're there already doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh... Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was the pacing was weird, but I'm with Zach. I just I enjoyed it. I initially was thinking too hard. I'm like 
trying to compare it too much to the book, but then I was like, no, I like this. This is good. Okay. It's a good movie. Um, excellent. That raises a point that I did want to actually mention to you, Zach. Mm-hmm. Having not read the book, yep. did the did you think there was enough explanation of what the uh, what the quest was? Yep. I think it was fine. I mean, I kind of knew that it's pretty self You obviously had a bit of backstory. Yeah, but... from the trailers. But the quest is essentially they go find three different keys um, to unlock the big Easter egg, which is to find the Easter egg, which will lead to the fortune and whatnot. Um, yep. I totally understand it. I did. I totally understood everything once they explained it in like the, that opening kind of five minutes montage yep. about how the Oasis works, um, coins, avatars, all that type of thing. A bit expository. I didn't feel like it fitted Spielberg style, um, but I completely understood everything about it. So there wasn't, I wasn't like, what? <laughs> like I've okay. I understood. It's hard to clearly. like yep. do a, uh, um, the source materials book without doing too much. Mm. Exposition at the start, trying to like get everyone up to yeah, speed. Yeah, because yeah. the book spent a lot of time, I feel like in depth about mm. the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, about the Easter egg. Yeah. Um. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> you you go first. <laughs> well, I think you and me are both on the same page. I think we are because we both said <clears throat> at one point we were close to walking out mm. of the movie. Wow, okay. Without exaggeration. Without exaggeration. I have I've seen a lot of bad movies. I've We were way too anticipating this movie to be good. I yeah. I talked myself down because yeah. there's been a couple of things where I've in recent time the last year or two where I've overdone I can't yeah. think of something off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah. I hate that feeling. Yeah. yeah. The, you keep going then I'll the, the CGI was it was just um, outstanding. Like, I don't think anyone's okay. done a good enough yeah. job like that. I heard in a someone long walking time. out saying "crap," and I'm like, when I left, I was like, "No, no, that that the bad. CGI yeah, is brilliant." The CGI it's... is brilliant. It's mm. just, uh, yeah, it's it's hard because I've read the book twice, and I love the book so much, mm. and I just feel like it wasn't honoured at all, to to a certain degree. Um, I, I, I just I was you, so yeah. looking forward to things from the book being put into the movie. Mm. And sometimes they were, but they were in like completely the wrong place. Yeah, no, the, there was a lot of shuffling. A lot of shuffling. Mm. And then like there's big major plot points that were just not even referenced at all. I knew there was stuff missing, but because I haven't read it in a while, yeah, I couldn't yeah. actually pin it down. Mm. So, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be like, it was so good, but it was so bad. <laughs> I, if it wasn't for the constant... 80s references and just references to pop culture that I loved, but like, I actually would have walked out. That was the only thing that was holding me there. Yeah. Some of those actually made me... I felt the opposite. Like, I'd, I'm lost in the movie. I'm, or I, I don't really... Post-watching movies, yep. I can analyze, and if someone brings up a point, I'll, I'll, I'll join in. But most of the time, yeah. I really shut off yeah. and just watch it. But some of the references, especially when they just straight out state a reference, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. a bit jarring. Mm. If, I mean, if yep. you knew the reference, you'd enjoy it. If you didn't, yeah. them yelling it out isn't going to make a difference. Isn't going to make a difference, no. Um, my big thing is that he, this would be my overall summary in terms of the why I didn't really like it. If Steven Spielberg had made a movie and called it The Oasis mm. and was like, this is loosely based off Ready Player One by Ernest Cline and this is what he brought out, I'd mm. be like, yep, cool, great, love what you've done. I... I would state that this is the 
single worst book to movie adaptation Ooh. I've ever. I'll agree with you on that. If you yeah, if you have certain, if you're expecting yeah, no, I understand and, that completely. And this is the reason why. So obviously the book is super like heavy, dripping in eighties references, and yeah. obviously you can't get all of that in. I understand that. Yeah. But licensing. It, but it was it was done in a way in the book where it was their whole life it was their culture and the Gunters as they are called, which yeah. are which is a shortened version of Egg Hunter. Yeah. Um. They like they over um over exposition kind of everything because yeah. that is their cult- that is what they're obsessed with. They love it. That is what they live and breathe. Yeah. Now in the movie, they gloss over it a bit. Yeah. But then also the the egg isn't like the first clue isn't even found for the longest time because in the well, in both of them yeah. because it's supposed to be an extremely difficult puzzle which <laughs> references back to those easter eggs of old video games yeah. and things like yeah. that and in this one the first thing that really caught me off guard is that they're at this race and everyone's at this race because everyone knows that this is where the first key is yeah that yeah. was jarring for me straight that, up straight out of the gate i was like i don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. And then when he figures it out, it is such an obvious um an obvious thing that he does. Like the reason that the second person gets the key after him is because they literally watched him do something. Yeah. And in in the book, the main character is clever. He knows his references, he knows what he's doing, mm. and he's smart in not giving away information and always doing his research. Yeah. And in this one, it felt like he was kind of lucky. Yeah. Like in the book, he's definitely portrayed as over-researching. And yes. Whereas in, in the at, movie, he yeah. does that, uh, he does that, oh, 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 like he's like, yeah. Whereas like the other is stumbling on it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah, in the book, he was like a genius. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. But I think a lot of people that didn't like the book actually used, that was one of the points they didn't like. So maybe Ernest Klein kind of, mm. r- like, yeah, and I, I actually spoke to um, uh, Adam from Surviving the Apocalypse, The Nerd's Way, who Love we had on, uh, yep, who we had on episode five. I spoke to him about this book just before the movie came out, and that was his main critique. He was like, I didn't like the fact that they constantly were explaining every single reference. Mm. And I was like, that's fair enough. Obviously, as I said, I thought that it was, it was just part of the, the character design, so yeah. I didn't really find it that much of an issue. But obviously, as you said, Matt, mm. there's a lot of people who did find an issue. So... Yeah. So yeah, once they change that first key, because the other thing is that each key actually has two parts. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's not finding just, the key. Yeah. And then finding deciphering, the gate. Deciphering yep. the clue on the key. Yep. To then find the gate, which then has then another challenge. To do the challenge inside the gate, then get out. This yeah. brings up my point about some shows. You just go, man, I wish this was a, a TV series instead. Yeah. This yeah. really should have been a TV series. And the thing that bothered me was like the movie's already two and a half hours long yes yes but they rushed through it so much and i was just like don't i just you know, make the movie three hours and spend a little bit more time on the gates and i don't know it's, yeah. Zach, <laughs> as someone who hasn't read this book are yep. we just being obsessive um well if i'm being totally honest i think you guys are a little bit um but Fair enough <laughs> look i i completely understand it like i'm myself whenever there's a book to film adaptation like i'm the exact same if i love the book comic whatever i'm always this kind i'm always in that stance um but look those are your guys opinions i'm not going to negate that that's (laughs) that's why i wanted to start with you because i wanted to know like 
did I hate this because I liked the book so much mm. or did I hate this because it wasn't a good movie? And obviously you've stated that you really enjoyed it mm. or maybe not really enjoyed it, but you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. I mean, and you thought it was fun. And, there's yeah. some stuff that I didn't like. Um, the real world stuff was okay. Mm. It was nowhere yeah. near as engaging as the Oasis. Oasis. Which is a which is what basically almost every critic has said. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just didn't feel like it was... But that's, that but that's how it was portrayed in the book. That's why yeah. everyone was in the Oasis. Because yeah. the real yeah. world is just Exactly. Crap. I guess that's yeah. its pull. Like, yeah. we want yeah. to get back to the Oasis. Like, Re- yeah. yeah. Remind me, um, he doesn't meet... Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, Artemis. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't meet that, Artemis yeah. till the very end. That was actually a huge, huge a few issue huge, for me. There's a few huge and things. And the other huge thing was when he said, I'm Wade. But she, like... And then... We meet her. I'm like, wait, in the book, he just like went MIA and did his own yeah. thing and the whole... Cause, yeah. And that's one of the things, one of the key different. driving points of the book is the fact that you don't, like, you don't meet up in real mm. life. That's yeah. a no-no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that that happens so quickly is just... What? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was... Because that, that was the big... In fact... That was a huge thing at the end. Yeah. It was a, in the huge. book. It was massive. The mm. fact that he met, he only meets her in the last couple of pages. Yep. Yeah. And then the book is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the and only like, time they actually meet face to face. And that's the like the final line in the book. He's like, for the first time in my life, I don't want to sign back into the Oasis. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That, I felt that was quite missed in this movie as well. Like, yeah. It, everyone was happy just to sign out. Yeah. Which where is actually... It's not like that in the book. Everyone, like, they don't leave. Mm. Which brings me to what you were saying, Zach, at the mm-hmm. start. You said that it was... I can't remember exactly what you said now, but it wasn't very philosophical or mm. had big social commentary. There was, n- there was not the a books. lot of depth to it. Yeah. yeah. It was very... Which, again, is, I think, something that... There's only one or two things in the book that mm. are very, like, you know, social commentary. It's yep. Obviously, there's a big thing about open source and net neutrality and yep. things like that, which does mm. come across a bit yeah. in the movie. And sticking it to the man and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, now that you mentioned that, I wish they did actually touch on that a little bit. That would have yep. been... Mm. Very topical. Now, yeah. I, I did actually talk to... Oh, sorry, I didn't talk to you, sorry. I listened to another podcast, Pop Culture Happy Hour, and they actually were like, oh, there's all these things of net neutrality, which was interesting. Obviously, at the moment in the US, which therefore affects the rest of the world because of the internet, um, there's a big <laughs> thing about there's a net neutrality bill that's trying to be repealed, which mm. is essentially, I think, what's happening in Ready Player One with IOI. They're trying to buy out and filter people and give them access or so if they pay, things like that. Mm, yeah. So there is a bit of that commentary, but I think it's more so yeah. in the book. Mm-hmm. What I might do, I might just say what else I liked before yes, we get to spoilers. Because we keep um, tearing it down. I know. <laughs> so um, as you guys stated, the CGI in here is awesome. Mm. Very well done. 100%. Brilliant. Um, and it's not like r- realistic CGI. Like it's gone for that. It's stylized. It's yeah. stylized. It's definitely stylized. But yeah. um, when there's, there's like really close shots. Yeah. yeah on the eyes and the nose. Yeah. Photorealistic. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Wade's, ma- Wade's avatar. Holy dooly. Yeah, like the looks- textures and the bumps. I was like... Mm. It's yeah. cool how they look a bit like... They're like the facial structure yeah. as well. Yeah. That yeah. Well, cool. that's, that's in the book as well. They say they base most of their avatars on their yeah. look. Yeah. Okay. Especially Wade, Artemis, except mm-hmm. for H, which was pretty much like H, in the yeah. book. Yeah. She yeah. changed yeah, everything a, about herself. That was a... I'm glad that reveal and that whole kind of thing was yeah. there. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Also, I think the action scenes here was oh, man, Spielberg. Oh, yeah, mm, cuts it with a razor sharp edge. The yep. editing in the 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 car scene, um, the the raceway, no music, brilliant sound design, just such cut. Mm. Uh, on point. Yeah, oh, so I, good, I yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. Was 
intense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> very, very good. It was just so... And the cl- the big climactic scene um, was cool as well. Not as good as the start scene. Um, also, the um, the way they go find the second key, I appreciated as a bit of a cinephile. Yeah, that's that's actually Not very interesting because it. it's yeah, completely different from the book. Yeah. And so, obviously, appealing to a different audience. Mm. Um, Which is interesting because yeah. I feel like this film is very heavily geared to 10 to 15-year-olds. They'll think... Yeah. I think this film's amazing. Um, and then lastly, I think Ben Mendelsohn is brilliant as the villain. Yeah. As um, Iowa Australian guy. Um, he's, mm. he's just having a lot of fun, just kind of being this real corporate kind of douche. Was it me or did he put on a lisp when he was pretending to be a nerd with Wade, trying to convince him? <laughs> when he had the guys I, in I the I didn't ear? notice that. I, I could have sworn he heard a lisp, like he was trying to be like, the thing, the nerdy guy. The thing like, that bothered me about <laughs> wow. the main villain in the book, he's portrayed as a gamer. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He doesn't need people filtering him things. Oh, okay. yeah, he's he was actively in well. the game searching yeah. for things where he needs help. And it, it was just, I didn't feel like he was a bad guy. I felt he was just winging it. Made him, made him a bit more okay, disconnected. Yeah. yeah. So I guess... And then Mark Rylance, who plays um, Halliday, he was, he was, I, yes. I enjoyed his performance. That yeah, was my was favorite part. It was whole, very That end scene mm. when he's talking, I'm just like, wow, this is who I kind of, this fits my kind of picture of. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, it's who you would think he is. Just this so real, good. really introverted, really kind of soft spoken. I actually wanted more yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I really wanted I more of him as well. I actually thought he was going to be more in it as well. Same with um, Simon Pegg as Ogden Moro. Yeah, he was a very. Very underutilized character. Mm. I mean, he's pretty he's predominant like, on the poster. Yeah, he yeah. takes up a huge chunk of the poster, and he's yeah. In fact, he's, he's billed above Mark Rylance. Wow, and he's wow. in like four scenes, maybe not even. Is Mark yeah. Rylance though, and with Mark Rylance? Actually, you're right. Yeah, Mark, okay. yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah, so cool. he is actually above. Should we get into spoilers now? Yes, let's yes. do it. So, if you haven't gone to see Ready Player One yet, then now's the time to turn it off because we are going to be giving everything away. All of it. Everything. Right now. Every Easter egg ever in the family. Ever. I want to quickly jump on the movie, going into the movie thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so glad that they did that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what franchise they'd do because obviously licensing and stuff. Yep. Yeah. But which, um, which I'm sucks. glad they did it. Yeah. I'm glad they still did it. And that was a bit of a kind of turn off and just enjoy the them being in another movie kind of bit. Yeah. And, and recreating. The movie, if, of course, is The Shining, is what they yeah. were recreating. Yeah, which isn't in the book. No. no not no. even a little bit. So no. when they said they were going to The Shining, I'm like, are they going to the movie? And yeah. it was outside It was outside the cinema, and I'm like, no, they're not going to the movie. And they went in the movie. So I was a mini roller coaster, and then I'm like, yeah, mm. I wish it was a different movie. Which yeah. is actually referencing in the... um. Uh, in the book, they do actually replay movies yes. as characters. They play, they replay do two movies, don't yeah, they? Play they play the and they play the main character, and they yeah, do the whole. And they yeah. they do it differently to how they do it in the um in the uh, movie. In this movie, yeah, the they're mo- not a part of it. They, yeah, they're just it's like they're it's the 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 area in which they're trying to find it. Mm-hmm. But whole, yeah, it was a, it was a good kind of um nod yeah. to that. But I think you're right, Zach. I think the fact that it changing it mm. to The Shining did actually open it up to a wider audience. Because mm. the other thing is that, like, I mean, I haven't seen The Shining. Oh, Neither, great. but I know but, it. But, yeah, you know yeah, about it. It's exactly. a pop culture. Exactly. You've pretty much yeah. seen the movie. Just All from... the critics would have been frothing. They would have, been, <laughs> they would have loved it. Um, I also, I was talking um, to Gav as well about this. I reckon they actually reused shots from The Shining 
and just stitched I the avatars you're in right. there because it looked like it was shot on film. There was yeah, there was film grain. I did notice was, that first thing I noticed. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this is digitally done because as soon as it goes to H's scene in the thing, mm-hmm. the whole kind of feel goes completely different. Like the whole yeah. environment yeah. CG. Yeah, which is I I just thought that's cool. That's yeah. a really yeah. cool touch. Yeah, it's very well done. Mm. Yes. Um, that actually reminds me of one thing that I didn't really like. Mm-hmm. Well, one of many things. Yeah, add <laughs> to the list. <laughs> there is there is a point in that scene where they're in The Shining, mm-hmm. and H turns around and says, "I've never seen The Shining." Yeah, which is that a- is a massive character flaw. Design yeah, flaw. they're meant yeah. to be gunters. They're supposed to be obsessed with everything that Halliday loved. Yep. And for someone who is a serious gunter to then have not. Seeing what like, Halliday loves is that is wrong. Yeah, like it's just not possible. For me, I did think that straight away, but I also went. I instantly was thinking about who the audience, the movie is direct, aimed at. Mm. It was aimed at people like me who have gone. I haven't. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> so it was kind of like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and right. You're right. Actually, fifteen matters. year olds. Yeah, that's a very good point. Shining. Yeah, it's a it'll, very good it'll point. It'll scar them. But um, um, that that's the whole um. When these franchises, these um, properties get adapted, um, I'm a big gamer, big um, anime and manga, so I've been through this adapting and it not being anything like the source material. Yeah. Mm. I have going to say Japanese anime and manga are we have classics for yeah, being butchered when they get adapted. Sorry, so when, carry on. So when Andrew said if they would just call it Oasis and say it's loosely based, oh when sorry, I, yeah, sorry, when I said, I said that. that <laughs> anyway, keep going. Um, I would just kind of, I now assume that I've. Until yeah. there's actually something that is identically done, I now just assume it's going to be extremely mm. loose. Yeah. yeah. That's why I had to talk but, yeah. myself down and not get too amped. I just, I still think it was looser than most. <laughs> and, um, yeah. 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 I really didn't like it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, a few character um, uh, differences. So one major character dies. Yes, in the book, in and the, he's still yep. alive at the end of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I, I was telling my friend that I saw it with. I was like, he, he was dies. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, so what are the differences? Well, that one died, and he was like, mm. no. And they're not, all, little... they're not all in America either. No. no, Artemis is in Canada. The other two are in Japan. <laughs> Canada. Yeah, yeah. H, H travels around because she has her whole van rigged up, like yeah, in the movie, okay. but in a different way. Yep. Yeah, to travel around, so mm. like they can never pinpoint her. And when Wade Watts goes to IOI for that meeting. Yep. About help us, we'll pay you, da 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 da. Yep. That's where the villain really comes out in him. Because yeah. he's yeah. just like, we know who you are, we know what you do, we researched you, we've gone through all your school records, we know mm-hmm. we know exactly where you are Whereas at this precise movie, point in time. We already knew that. Yeah. So when he does that kind of switch and be yeah. able to Wade, we're like Yeah. Yeah. And and Wade is really cocky when he's in oh, that yeah. meeting as well, where he's he just kind of just like there, just yeah. listening to him. Yeah. It's uh, it's very different, and and it makes IOI seem like a really evil corporation. Where mm. here it's just like they're just doing it for the money. They're just there, yeah. yeah they're, just, they're just part yeah. of it. Where they're not like this evil thing chasing them down. Mm. And in the in the book, it, they're not afraid to kill anyone to yeah. get what they want. Yeah. What about the uh, swapping out certain icons like Iron Giant? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that I, that is the least of my issues because when you read the book, there is so much, the big thing in the book is that the Oasis was so successful they could buy all of the IP mm. and put it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you have like World of Warcraft doesn't exist by itself anymore. It's just a place within the Oasis, and you yeah. can go and do that. So when like when it was becoming a movie, I knew that they weren't going to be able to do it all. But then they still put the Godzilla robot in there, which I was very yeah. surprised at. Yeah. <laughs> but. 
I don't know. Like, I, I expected a lot of them to change, and that was kind of the least of my issues. There's a lot of Warner Brothers um, properties, properties yeah. which makes sense yeah. because they... It does make sense, yeah. One yeah. of my uh, favourite things... Disney now. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. One of my favourite things I read um, was about the Iron Giant, about him dying, and mm. they were like, I cried when the Iron Giant died because I should have felt... I didn't know what... I didn't have any reason to be sad. Yeah. So he was upset that everyone else was upset, and he's like, oh... I don't really... I have no connection to the Iron Giant like everyone else. Yeah. Overall, I think my main criticism with Replay 1 is that it's very, very shallow. Very shallow. Um, Mm. uh, My wife was telling me about something that she... I can't remember if she said that she read it or heard it, but someone described this movie that the plot is a mile wide and a pixel deep. (laughs) That... Like it's that's good. That's, yeah, yeah. It's, I like that one. And I I would agree with that hundred percent. Like the the cleverness and the depth of the characters is nothing. The cleverness and the depth of the story is nothing. The big moments, like for instance, Dado dying mm. in the book, Huge. gone, gone. Like the fact that at the very end, um, the oh, what's his face Sorrento rocks up and could easily just shoot Wade in the head, <laughs> that's and he doesn't well. because Wade's there and he's crying. Like it's. Or when the crowd is all there to get him, should, he just lifts then, up a gun, but and people they from all behind just, could yeah. just... Should we mention the very big thing that they changed about how Wade finally defeats that uh, force field around the castle? That yeah. was a huge thing in the book where Wade changes his information to get arrested by IOI ah, yes. to go in there and infiltrate them because that's the only way you can take them down is by going into them. Again, very, very, yeah. very clever plot which they replace with Artemis being in there to have a similar kind of effect. Similar, but yeah. far less clever. Far less clever. Mm-hmm. So, um, One thing from the book that I... I don't know why I enjoyed it or I found it interesting, but when he went MIA, when he's, he's mm. all rich and... And he like shaves his body, buys a suit, gets yeah. fit, like yeah, that completely gone. And I don't know why, but I remember just really enjoying. I that. was like, looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Like when him I was reading the going, book. I'm going to yeah. change, and yeah, and again, himself. I think it turns his character from being very clever and very well developed into just yeah. some guy. It's yeah. all coming back to me. Yeah, yeah. I and really liked his character. There really was, boring. In the there movie. was only one other thing that bothered me was when, in the book, everyone is charged twenty five cents to sign up to the Oasis. The mm. price of a quarter. Okay. And then in the film, yeah. Ogden Morrow's price for being a consultant was 25 cents. Yeah. The price of the quarter. Mm-hmm. For me, I was just like, what? If you're going to put it in, just put it in right. Don't change the whole yeah. okay. aspect of a quarter. The, the nod is kind of like insulting in a way. Yeah. Like, just leave it yeah. out. Yeah. So, Zach staring at us going, you guys are just crazy <laughs> old men who are no, too obsessed like, with you. I want to go read the book now. You, I want to go do, read it. It's like the, the latest Star Wars conversation. Do the like, audio book. Yeah. Have someone read it to you. All right. That's I, why I enjoyed it. I think we need to move on to the future section, but I'm going to mm. finish off with this. If you haven't read the book, read go and see the movie. Yes. Enjoy it. If you've seen the movie, like go read the book and get even more out of it. Also like me. Exactly. <laughs> so, there we have it. Ready Player One. Not our favourites, or certainly not me. Not your favourite. <laughs> not I, my favourite. I pleasantly I am, enjoyed it. I liked the references, and that's it. Anyway, okay, moving on. We're going into the future now, and we are going to start with... Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with mine. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Oh, right. yeah, right. Um, right yeah. mate. Yeah. Put Just going to change out. it up a bit. Um, I... We were actually finishing our recording um, on the last episode. On the last episode, and mm. we were chatting away, chatting away, looking at some. And we went to look up a trailer, and a new trailer had appeared on IMDb. And I was like, mm. "What's this?" And I clicked on it. It was a movie called "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" Can you? Can you ever forgive me? And it is. Mm. Um, it's based around Lee Israel, who was an author and a biographer. So it's based 
based on a true story? Yes, it is. Yes. based on a true story. Um, starring Melissa McCarthy as Lee Israel. And it's a biography, drama, comedy. And basically, mm. um, what happens is Lee Israel, best-selling celebrity biographer. She's no longer able to get published because she's fallen out of step with current tastes. She turns turns her art form to deception, abetted by a loyal friend, Jack. Jack. And so what actually happened is I was Jack. doing I was doing a little bit of research about this because I I had actually never heard of this before. Like there were some things that rang a few bells, and I'm not going to spend lots of time on this because I think you should just go and check out the trailer. I think it's I think it's going to be a movie that you either will go oh that seems interesting or you'll go not interested at all. Yeah. Well, I don't when think we when yeah. we all watch the trailer, we're all like interesting. Yeah. Like, it's, it seems cool. So basically, what happens is that as the plot summary kind of suggests she's an author she can't get published anymore so she i think originally she finds an old letter from an author yeah and from that she uh she takes it and she gets it valued and they're like oh this is amazing and oh it's you know incredible and she gets some money for it and she i think she goes well that's not anything special i could have done that Mm. so she does and she starts creating I, i was reading up about 400 in total wow fake letters and fake quote lost works unquote mm. of famous authors that had died and selling them and getting lots of money for them so it turns that into grind. a copyright yeah. thing yeah and then what happens plagiarizing is that, at least in the movie what happens is that her, her friend starts you know blackmailing her and she starts you know is she going to get caught out for this and it's that big kind of how far can we take it before we get caught and have we already taken it too far yeah it looks very funny, but also very serious at the same time. Yeah. I'm really interested to see it. It's called Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's coming out October this year. That's really kind of all I have to say about it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Have you guys seen the trailer or? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. I'd say go watch the trailer and see yeah. what you think. It might it might grab you, it might not. Yeah, I mean, we'll have a link to it in our show notes as usual, all mm-hmm. the trails we do. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll probably just wait for the reviews to come out. Like, yep. I'm not... Like, I don't want to sound, like, real, like, skeptic or critical. Like, I'm you're, just You're not, allowed to not like it. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah. just Melissa McCarthy, I'm just not... I think it's, nice to, yeah, I think it's yeah. nice to see her do a serious role instead Which of is a cool. stupid, Except overweight for it, woman role. It was yeah. uh, labelled as comedy as well, so I'm hmm. waiting for those... Uh, have a look at the... Tra- have you seen the trailer? That lady walking into glass window or something. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the trailer for it? No. Have a look at the trailer. It like It's not her normal role. It's, that's okay. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. offhand comedy. It's yeah. not a comedy movie. Okay. It's more of a biographical drama. Good. Yeah. And there are some comedic elements yeah. in it. This yeah. very well could be her breakout film. Yeah. But also, you know, there's when you have comedic stars that break into try to break into dramatic roles, half of them do great and like half I'd say actually so 30 percent do great. Yeah. I reckon seventy don't and it's just like some like. suffer from just being like people see them and go I think didn't Adam yeah, Sandler do a yeah. Yeah. Adam Sandler do a serious, serious movie? Apparently, I've, it was I've very seen good. His, I've seen his serious movie. It wasn't bad. It but was, for some it was reason, he was just like, what, "What is this movie?" Yes, no. Um, he's. Oh, in I'll it, see if I can find it. I think he does it with. Is it with Chris Rock? It's, I don't. Grown ups. Yeah, it's a great movie. Chris Rock is his old friend, and obviously Adam Sandler's having a very difficult time. Bumps into people. Bumps into him on the street. And yeah, apparently Adam Sandler's like very sad and depressed, and he tries to help him. Mm. You know, yeah, go go watch it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah cool. Too easy. Well, I might jump on to my future if that's all good. Have you found yep. it yet, Tyson? No, I haven't. I'm trying to find it now, but that's okay. anyway, keep going. So what I'm I'm bringing some news. I'm changing up a little bit. Um, about a Deadpool animated series. So. Mm. Last year it was announced um, it was that greenlit. Yeah, it was greenlit for a full ten episode season, 
that Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. um, and his brother, Stephen Glover, were going to co-write, produce, and direct an animated TV show for Deadpool. Yep. Um, and it was going to air on FX. And then uh, early was, this week... Everyone was excited for it. Everyone was pumped. Early yeah. this week, it got announced that Marvel, not FX, pulled the plug yep. and said no due to creative differences. Yep. Um, which, of course, sucked. Not only am I a massive fan of Donald Glover... Everyone is, yeah. ...in just everything yep. that he does, um, but... What he released on Twitter, he released a statement saying... He wasn't um, happy. <laughs> he, was, he wasn't no. happy at all. He released on Twitter saying, just so you know, I wasn't too busy to do Deadpool because we know he's a busy man. Like, he he's a very a busy man. Music career, he's like directing, he's got Atlanta, his own yeah. TV show, acting, all that type of thing. Mm. Um, and then what he did is he wrote up a, a script um, titled Finale um, and it was basically um, a script where Deadpool goes off to Africa to um, try and save the last right rhino. Um, <laughs> and of course, last week, the last white rhino yeah, died, died yeah. in Sudan. Um, but the whole time, he's just constantly ripping on Marvel, saying, I wonder what it would be like, why they cancelled this show. Maybe was it because the writers were black or we were too black? And it was just like, just ripping on it. And I actually, oh. I actually screenshotted all of the script here. So <laughs> I, um, there's, some, there's some solid rips on here. Um, what's quite funny throughout the whole script, he's, um, he's getting paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> so, the, so um, the whole time, um, one time he'll hear a Bitcoin message and the value's gone down. So he just won't care about the job at all. He'd be like, oh, I won't protect it. It's fine. Then the ring comes again. It's like, I'll save it with every bit of my life. No, that that like, sounds perfect for yeah. a current day Deadpool. Yeah. Oh man, now I'm upset. It was, also being, um, it was also being done by the same studio that did Archer. Yes, the, the the animation. Oh, yeah, what? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, can you imagine? So, for anyone who hasn't seen Archer, is a animated series. It is definitely a adult adult <laughs> themed cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> very stressing that one. Do it's not quite, show it to anyone. It's quite funny. It's, oh, it is, it's funny, but don't let ten-year-olds watch it. <laughs> it is the TV series. Archer is the TV series that I will watch if I want to turn my brain off. Oh yeah, I can't in good conscience actually recommend it because it is. Filthy and just like the characters are designed to just be awful human beings. I can, I have no <laughs> conscious, do it. <laughs> but it's like if you just want to switch off dumb humor, it's well, not even dumb, like some clever, very clever stuff. But yeah, so yeah, that animation. on some really weird things. Yes, very much so. Oh. But yeah, so that animation studio was going to be doing Deadpool and Donald Glover was going to be um, helming it. it. I was. Very excited about it. Yeah. Anyway, keep going, Zach. I thought I'd just read you just some quotes. Um, we'll put a touches on from the episode because, mm-hmm. like everyone, I'm pretty sad. I yeah, was I, was, I was so pumped for um, it, man, especially and, going on FX as well. Oh, man. And, and like, um, Firefly, um, you're telling me about something that's already been cancelled. I know, it's <laughs> killing me. Um, and, I mean, the an animation studio who applied, basically, they released a demo of their animation for it. They released that a couple of days ago. Yeah. Oh, was it, are they trying to do another Deadpool? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... The, the, the demo reel? Yeah, it wasn't... There's no, like... It's not the Archer studio, but yeah. they, yeah. So here's, a, here's some, some quotes. Um, so just to set the scene a little bit, this is like role playing, like we're on a, what's <clears> we call it? The, um, what's the, surviving the nerds way, don't they do a little Surviving the apocalypse, the nerds yeah, way. Um, set the scene. So obviously Deadpool is um, walking with Sudan. So the, the last <laughs> rhino. So he's basically wow. protecting it. Um, um, Deadpool is like, do you think they cancelled the show because of racism? Sudan continues to eat. Yeah. Sudan continues to eat um, eat grass. He's like, yeah, but all the writers were black and their references were pretty black too. I heard they went over the lunch budget ordering Jamaican food at least once a week. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, Sudan eats. is like, you're right, Black Panther. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> it's like, then, maybe are we alienating our white audiences? 
Ben. No, we did a whole goat yoga episode. Damn, oh. what was it? <laughs> and then um says here, Sudan doesn't look, just keeps on walking. What? The Marvel stuff I said in it, all I said was Marvel was trying to sell toys to seven-year-old boys and 50-year-old pedophiles. That's just funny. They're cool. They get it. It's <laughs> ripping. And there's another thing here. Um, Deadpool pulls out his phone. Suddenly, Deadpool is splattered with bullets. About 20 gunshots go off from an automatic. Deadpool turns around and armed guards come from the bush. Um, F-bomb. Yo, Sacramento police? Question mark. Oh, armed no. guards look at each other. Deadpool pulls out his own guns. Ha, huh, just kidding. I've actually got guns. It should have killed me when you had the chance, like the NYPD. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, oh, this, okay, so um, he's kill, basically he goes to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's called Zachariah. So Zachariah throws his brow in anger, quickly draws his gun, but Deadpool draws faster. He fires one shot and hits Zachariah right between the eyes, killing him instantly. Deadpool to the camera. Take note, teachers of America. Someday you oh have to make gosh. a high-pressure shot like that. To wow, Saddam. this is Let's very, go home, very wow. political. Yeah. Gosh. Um, so was this was this written in response? In response, yeah. There's okay. references to like why did we get cancelled? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like straight after. It, it was honestly straight after. Yeah, um, Damn. yeah. So it's through obviously, list. obviously, he's pretty angry, and some of that content <laughs> there is pretty. Um, I don't, I don't think yeah. he'll be coming back to Marvel. Wow, but I feel um, like he was. He was in the right frame of mind to write it for Deadpool. I feel like that's what kind of Deadpool is. Obviously, yeah. he's it's, the references are pretty. Um, it's pretty. It's black. a good excuse. We, yeah. I think, if he wasn't, I think what yeah. we need to wait for now is the response from the actual Deadpool creator and see what he says. Mm. Oh, yeah. Rob Liefeld, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. sure you know what it. though? In this age of Netflix, like mm. anything could happen. It oh, could. Yeah. But the problem is because that's what I thought when I heard this. The problem but is Marvel, Marvel, Marvel axed it, not FX. If, yeah. if FX uh, axed it, Netflix, beautiful. Marvel could do what they want with it still, but because yeah. Marvel were yeah. like, no, it's a bit. Yeah, no f- one can pick it up. Yeah, I feel like they they felt it was a bit too. Um, political, I feel like, and a bit too black. But I read that and I kind of laughed at that. A bit too black. Yeah. Damn Disney. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. that's... um. We'll probably see the ripples of that happen for the next few weeks because that mm. was only very recently as well, wasn't it? Was it was like this week. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I woke up on Monday and I was, damn it. Wow, yeah. This could... um. Woke up we now. could be talking about this for quite a while. But in okay. good news, the Deadpool movie... Is getting better reviews than the first one did. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, Test screenings. Test screenings. Oh yeah, so, there was. They were talking about them being bad initially, mm. and I freaked out. Freaked out. Yeah. Are you trying to make a whirlwind? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I was, I'm just trying to get your attention, Andrew. Um, so we are going to move on now, Andrew. You've got a, a new Marvel TV project. series. Marvel product. Uh, yep. <laughs> so this uh, TV series is called Cloak and Dagger. Yes. It's based off obviously a Marvel comic. Uh, two teenagers in a very different backgrounds find themselves burdened and awakened with newly acquired powers while also falling in love. Mm. So the the premise to Cloak and Dagger is obviously it's an African-American male mm. and a white female with blonde hair. They get their powers. The black male is called Cloak because he has a big cloak around him and he can suck bad guys into him and put him into another dimension. That's the whole point Ooh. of him. Yeah. And her powers is she's light. You know, so mm. she can make light beams with her hands and all that. I thought she was just okay. really, like, not heavy. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know, like, <laughs> bursts of light. And the whole premise is, obviously, they can separate, but they're a lot stronger when they're together. Oh. Yeah, okay. Light versus dark, dark, and they work better together. Yeah, That's So cool, it'll be very cool interesting plot. to see where they take this TV series, because two young teenagers fall in love, one African-American, one white. Oh. A lot of issues there that can be brought up. So Well, I mean, realistically... 
no issues. No, but, no issues like, should be brought up. But, but within the show, but, but within but the some, show, yeah. they can bring it up. And it, yeah, and it, it it looks like it should be good. It's only getting a five out of ten at the moment. Okay, so so this, it has actually started airing. But, no, well, no. I don't know. So is this animated live action? Live action. Is it yeah, Netflix? Hulu. No, it's on <laughs> Hulu. Hulu. Yes, yeah. Hulu. And it's Marvel. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. As in, are those characters owned by Disney Marvel or one of the other? So, Everything's Marvel. owned so by Marvel's Disney. owned by Marvel is owned by Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as in like, so X Men is Marvel, but it's owned by Fox. No, no, no. So the so basically what happened is that when Stanley moved to Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, he he sold off basically a lot the of rights. rights to everything, yeah, but yeah, they yeah, were yeah. the movie rights. Yeah. Uh, so TV rights are different, which okay. is why you can then have Legion, which is a X Men or it's a yeah mutant based TV series on FX, along with and, Gifted as well. Yeah. yeah, and so all these things are kind of everywhere now. Obviously, now that Marvel's gotten really, really big, sorry, point out, FX is owned by Fox. Okay, uh, and mutant, it's uh, Fox. Oh yeah, X-Men no, so, yeah, no, sorry, you're right. Yeah. Um, sorry, but but, anyway. yeah, so, but now that Marvel is obviously. Um, owned by Disney and they are buying everything that they yeah, can get their hands on. Back. They're starting to get them back again. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's why. But... That's why Disney's nearly bought more than half of Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. They own sixty percent in Hulu now. Yeah. Yeah. Or they own they own all the bits that have. Or they Marvel basically own everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, the okay. the the Marvel TV shows that they do are all very good. Mm. I've started watching the Runaways as well. Okay. Which is based yeah, on apparently that's really good. Yeah, which is based on kids whose parents are villains, and they find out and decide to run away. Mm-hmm. So, and they all have powers as well. So, like, they do a very good job with these TV series. They're not just loosey goosey. Let's just wing it, or let's just pump it out so we can make some money. They put mm-hmm. a lot of effort into mm-hmm. these yeah. TV shows. E- even their less successful ones, they yeah. still do good. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Cloak and Dagger will be available on Hulu. Did you say? Uh, yes, Hulu. Yep. Um, and do we know when it will be uh, available? I just had a Roughly. Look. Uh, June 7th this year. June, okay. So it's still in the time. US, doesn't say it. For I was going to say, so. Yeah. Is Hulu in Australia? No. No. Get so a we'll VPN, have, boys. We'll have to wait for someone mm-hmm. to pick up the license. So two yeah. years, five years? Yeah. It was the same with Marvel's Runaways. I think that was on Hulu as well, but it's yeah. now on um, Fox 8 mm. on Foxtel. Cool. Oh, so that's why I've been watching it. Okay. Our very last section for the future. Matt, you are bringing a title that you are very excited about. Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. Extremely excited. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crime of Grindelwald. Mm, Interesting. Um, Yeah, I am so excited. Just beside myself excited. Um, Why? Tell us why. Just, um, it's one of those franchises that I grew up with. Love Harry Potter. And then when they announced, like, I think the last Harry Potter was like 2012. And I think... Fantastic Beast was like 2015. Yep. Uh, so yeah. a couple of years later, and they announced that, and I was like, "That's the ch- that's the children's book, like the 16 page mm. children's book." But the movie, I just loved it. I loved the the world. I love. Did you? I love the Harry Potter world and it being mm. a prequel, and I like because uh, like anything that's based in the past will always have a really cool production design and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, I Great really aesthetic. yes. Aesthetic. <laughs> Keep going, sorry. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed the the the, the first Fantastic Beast. So when I heard they were getting the sequel, I was pretty pumped. Seen the trailer, so excited. I did like a. <laughs> my dad's not really a movie. He's not a pop culture whatsoever. But um, a couple of drinks one night, I'm telling him about the trailer, and he's like, "Oh, let's do a pick apart." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "So we watch it once, then we watch it frame by frame the second time." Wow. And my dad's like putting in little inputs here and there, and I'm like. 
Who are you're, you? You're strangely <laughs> informed. <laughs> but yeah, I am pretty excited. There's characters that were referenced in the first movie um, that will make an appearance like uh, Newt Scalamander's brother. Okay. That Because uh, Newt is the main character, isn't Newt's he? the main character. And yep. then um, there's a scene in the, in the first movie where um, a bunch of representatives from different countries are there talking about uh, what's going on in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And someone's just like, Newt, what are you doing here? And then they're just like, you know this guy? And he's like, his brother is a famous kind of wizard. war hero. Yeah. Yeah, wizard hero kind of, th- kind uh, of thing. Okay. Um, and I think the scene in the trailer when they do like a slap and like hitting the ground, all yeah. special effects and stuff, that's his brother. Cool. Really? Mm. Not I've, not seen, I've not seen the trailer. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'll be honest. Yeah. I haven't seen the first one. Understandable. It's because, <laughs> and I, as, as I've said on previous episodes, I was turned off because I really liked the books and the movies I thought were getting worse and worse. And obviously, we've gone through this before. Apparently, yeah, so this is I'm where the books not, got better. I'm not, a book, I'm not a book reader. Uh, Ready Player One was like one of my first books that I've really picked up, especially of my own... Um, Your own accord? Yep, that yep. one. And actually finished and enjoyed it. So um, never read the Harry Potter books. And what? I'm, really? Sorry, you've yeah. never, that's what I'm saying. I've never read them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What the I've, heck? I've read like one. <laughs> I am yeah, shocked. I skimmed, yes, but I like Fantastic Beasts because the source material is just a sixteen-page book. And yeah. So yeah. this is, I'm no longer like gives that, a bit more freedom. And... Yeah, and I'm no longer that guy. It's just like that one, like fact that a Harry Potter fan, a real Harry Potter fan, would know. I'm just like, uh, mm. yeah, I haven't read books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But now it's like I'm on level playing mm. field. I've yeah. got two questions. First one: What do you think about Johnny Depp playing Grindelwald? So, because there's been a lot of controversy, I, I love. Um, oh my gosh, the Irish actor who played in the Colin Farrell. Yes, yes, I love him, mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. And when I, when his character ends up being so spoilers, um, first Fantastic Beast. Yeah, first Fantastic Beast. Colin Colin Farrell's uh, character ends up being Grindelwald in disguise. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So it was revealed to be Johnny Depp, and he is short, white, spiky hair, yes. one eye color different. It, it was just like the character design. I have no issue with weird. it. I like Johnny Depp. I like him. In later years, I've found out he's a bit of a really quirky. His interviews when he's not in character, he's a bit of a strange person. And he also beats up his wife. That too brings mm. dogs into Australia without. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I I really don't like him because he's like. First of all, what he did is, is this whole biosecurity issue with Australia. He just essentially pretended it was no big deal. And it's mm. like, do you not understand how? Islands work, yeah. and was just very unapologetic about the whole thing. So then I was like, "You're a bit of a jerk." And then obviously everything came to light about um his I, they are they separated the head. yeah yeah and they they mm. separated yeah they separate. yeah so yeah. his ex wife and the fact that he was um abusive towards her I was just like you know what no I'm done with you like I thought you were, I thought you were a great actor but as a person I actually can't stand you now so I I yeah I definitely hear that a lot um but because well. Just because I don't, I'm not crazy into movies as much yeah. as some people. I miss those. Yeah, okay. I, and it's not even like a. I don't agree with anything he's done. It's kind of deplorable, but I forget about it, which is kind of like ignorance is bliss. But I'll just be like, "Oh, Johnny Depp," mm. and then someone mentioned that, and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp." <laughs> Should have mentioned that. Second thing as well, J.K. Rowling. So she's she's writing this film Ooh, herself. Did she have? She's writing oh, a she, screenplay for this. She is the only writer. Yeah. So she wrote the first one by herself. But did so? Did she write the first Fantastic Beast movie by herself? Yep. Okay. I'm not too worried. Okay. Like, if you were going to say that, 
she didn't. She, yeah, she didn't ride it or anything. She had a little bit in the first movie, and yeah, now okay. she's entirely on the second. Yeah. I might be a bit worried. Okay. Wow. I'm just, uh, I just quickly clicked on, obviously, the writer and everything, and so seeing it, she is... They've announced Fantastic Beasts 3, 4, and yep. 5. I'm pumping. I'm wow. in milk. So, like, I like the first one. I haven't seen the second one, obviously. If this one tickles my fancy like the first one, I'm pumped for the next three. I'm if, just, I'm just worried because we've had, we've had the Harry Potters, and well, they did so well, and they ended perfectly. Now I just, I, just, I, I'm worried it's a bit of a cash grab. Well, of course it is because the the source material is like a sixteen. <laughs> no, <laughs> a cash grab. Fantastic Beast is just is a, it's a children's book in our world, and it's a textbook that Harry Potter reads from in the yeah. in the series. So of course it's a cash grab. I'm I'm wondering why they use that and not the uh, Cursed Child, the play. Yeah. that's a continuation mm. of Harry Potter. I'm like, yeah. why didn't they do that? Yeah, because that's actually more. Uh, and it's already. Written, yeah, yeah, it's but just, um, yeah, for me, it's like one of the podcasts I listen to. They have a section called "No Thanks, We've Already Got One." Mm. This is very much like "No Thanks, We've yeah, Already no, Got One." I why can, do we need more? Yeah, I can completely <laughs> understand when some people are like, "Yeah, I don't care for the series," but it's like one of those. It holds. Look, I a, watch, I watch Fantastic Beats, and I in Beats. Beats. Yeah, I, I said Fantastic Beats. <laughs> I um, I enjoyed it to a certain degree, but then at the end of it, I was like, "Okay, cool." Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah. I um a funny funny little kind of trivia about that movie is I didn't watch it when it came out. I went to Japan. I missed like it's coming out in the movies. Yeah, I did too. And I'm a big guy on um I really like 4K Blu-rays. <laughs> like I I spend forty dollars on these releases because they're beautiful. And then I watch like which ones are digital intermediates that are only 2K and it's oh. a bit weirdly perfectionist sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that movie is the reason I went out. Bought a four hundred dollar four K Blu Ray player. Wow! And that movie, and also Planet Earth two, which is yeah, no, that that fantastic. I'm still just pumping the old Blu Rays, me. (laughs) Nah, man. Once you've seen Planet two in four K, I just I don't got the money, man. But I did actually. I took that Blu Ray player back. So if you'd like to support us on uh, uh, Screen Review Time Warp, we all want four K TVs. I'll take twenty bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Fantastic Beasts, number two. And where yeah. to find them? Oh, no, wait, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, no, they're doing that uh, Twilight thing where the fir- they use the title of the first book. Yeah. And then they'll now use that as the... As the, like, um, the prefix kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. franchise. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, what else did that? I was mm. going to be a bit of a mouthful. Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? The Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Why don't they just call it, like, Newt Scalamander? Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't roll off the tongue, Tyson. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. So... If you go to like the that Harry Potter website where you can get your house, and Pottermore. Your mind, yeah, so there's a website. Yep, there you, is. Andrew, have you not gone onto Pottermore <laughs> oh and found out what house you know you're what? in? I have not. Mm, <laughs> I don't well. feel as bad that I haven't read the books. I'm at least like up there. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. The um oh so they um no sorry it was in the trailer. So in the trailer it has a um when it's going through like the logos and the production houses and stuff like that. It has a Wizarding World and it has a bunch of wands like it's the new like MCU but for all the Harry yeah, Potter movies. Okay, so it's the big. Yep. They're calling it Wizarding World. I'm pretty sure. Right, mm. making a big universe. They haven't mentioned it anywhere, but uh, that was the first thing I noticed in the trailer. I was like, "Ooh, it's a very trendy thing to do at the moment." Yes, it very is. Trendy. Especially if you're Warner Brothers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like the Monsters Universe. What happened to that? Or who's your two favorite director? M Night Shyamalan. Yes. Shyamalan. Get out. Shyamalan. 
Spectacular. Okay, well, <laughs> we've had a longer than usual episode, so but that's been very fun. Thank you, Matt, for coming along. Yeah, it was thanks, great. Man. Yeah, Fifth episodes was... are always longer because we've got a guest. That's it. It was yeah. lots and lots of fun. Um, as a reminder, we spoke about the Transformers, the movie from 1986 to begin with. Uh, we also talked about Minority Report, Tron Legacy, and Oblivion. We then went into Steven Spielberg's 80s epic Ready Player One, which me and Andrew just complained <laughs> like old men for the whole time. How's that? But you are old men. Well, that's true. So oh, yeah. we get a free pass. Beat you. We did. <laughs> We then talked about, uh, what do we do? Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? We talked about the Deadpool animated series and how it's now been cancelled. We talked about Cloak and Dagger and then Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Where to find them. That's it. So, um, where to find us? You can find us. See what I did there? Yep. You see what I did there? You can find us on Twitter, <laughs> at SRTW Podcast. Hit us up, send us a message, let us know what you think, let us know if you think we are just being yes. complaining all um, You can find me on... No, I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to do a little shout out to our friend that came with us to the movies on the other night, Reese. Reese, yep. you Big are a legend. He did so much research going, research going into Ready Player One. Mm. I, was, is a, uh, I was very, very impressed. Reese is a friend of the show. Uh, yeah. He is a absolute legend. He came and saw Ready Player One with us, and he was yeah just a font of knowledge he, of all these little extras that we hadn't picked up on. So in the book, they heavily reference Rush. He even went and listened to a few albums of Rush yes. getting in ready preparation. For the that, yeah. <clears throat> where, yeah. where was his um, stance? Just quickly, he was with he us. He was with us. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm afraid. Are you there? Ah, what's that? So you were yeah. just like, I like this. And those three are just like... Mm. We separated yeah. and we were like... <laughs> <laughs> they, they went off and rambled. I just went to the toilet. <laughs> anyway, so yes, come and find us on Twitter. Also, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes if you use an mm. Apple device. It does help get um, the podcast out there for more people to listen to. Yes. So please do that for yes. us. Again, find us on Twitter. And we will see you next time on Screen Review Time Warp. Goodbye. Bye-bye. See, see ya. ya.